0: Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.
1: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 40 of Social Suplex Podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to All Things Elite. I'm your host, Floyd Johnson. And with me this week from One Nation Radio is the silky sounds of Mr. Rich Latter. How you doing today, Rich? I love the intro, the silky
0: sounds. I, I'm good, sir. Glad to finally, officially, <laughs> in a non-interview portion, get on and talk about All Things
1: Elite with Floyd Johnson. Yes, I was super, super excited. Uh, Yeah, um, This is not Amy's week, so she'll be on next week. And uh, Tiffany couldn't step in, so I was like, Rich said he wanted to be on the show. I'm going to hit Rich up. I was like, you're the only person I hit up. I was like. Come on, let's do this, you know. So, uh, no doubt, man, I I love AEW, and uh, I
0: I'm going to um, you know, when I'm on One Nation Radio, I try to, you know, I I, I clearly got one foot in the uh, AEW, uh, on that team, but uh, I'm gonna put both feet uh in, in the spirit of this show, uh, full cheerleader mode here this this
1: week. You know what? You know I'm a, you know I'm the head cheerleader. You know, I, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> you know me. I'm just like stay vigilant. I, I'm not. I'm not on the line. I tell you exactly what to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want to start the show by reminding you, episode of All Things Lead is brought to you by Power Slam TV, Power Slam TV, where you get access to over 4,000 hours of content from over 110 of your favorite wrestling brands from countries all around the globe, right onto your laptop and mobile device. If you use the code social suplex, you get the first month free. So let's start with the big news of the week. I always pick up something the news this week AEW announced quite a few signings um we already knew Big Swole had signed with AEW but she got the official AEW AEW background with her face in the front then they announced the official signing of Chris Statlander which a lot of, it had been kind of reported but uh no one had to, no one knew she was official because it, a lot of people you ain't see the graphic yeah, you, that's the only way. That's the only way. And you had seen that uh, she had signed. You had heard rumors of her signing with the WWE or whatever. So you didn't know if I thought they might just been you know pushing her to lose to Rio and then going about her merry way. But she's officially signed. And today, they haven't got they haven't got the placard, so it's not officially official. But it's been reported on several sites that Alex Reynolds and John Silver are both signed with AEW. And with some of the storylines that played out this way week, that you know, it pretty much confirmed that that's official. Join the
0: Dark Order. It looks like um, th- those guys are falling into that uh, that Dark Order zone, which, yes. is, which I'm sure we'll get to later. I've got a whole theory uh, <laughs> here that I, I would just die laughing if this was the case.
1: Yes, on the Indies, they are known as the Beaver Boys. So the Beaver Boys have signed with AEW. You know, it's great because you know what? Somebody's got to take the pins.
0: <laughs> there are jobs to be done. As, <laughs> as, uh, and I hate to quote Cornette, but there's a job to be done.
1: <laughs> yes, he's like, hey, you know, and uh, people have been talking about different people that they want to sign with AEW, and it's like, some people are like 30, 40 people in. I'm like, I got three that I really want, and I put my wish list out on Twitter. It's like I want Marty, of course, which I think is pretty much, I think it's pretty much a guarantee. I might be wrong, but I think that's pretty did, much a guarantee. Did you,
0: did you hear what just
1: happened? Yes, I did. Are hear you what aware just, of this? Yes, I did just hear what happened, and I'm going to spoil it for all you people. Marty showed up at the end of the NWA show. And it looks like he's going to challenge for the title.
0: Which could be something or it could be nothing.
1: It could be something or it could be nothing. Again, you know, NWA, you know, they severed their ties. Uh, they severed their ties with ROH. And they've been really running independent. So, AEW's been very very open about working with anybody. You know what I mean? So, that could also add another thread if that's something that they decide to do in the future but the most exciting thing they talked about on NWA, and I know this is a ATE, all things elite. This is very much a elite podcast, but it's something that warmed the cockles of my soul is that they are bringing the NWA TV title back.
0: I saw it on Twitter. It is a beautiful belt. I was just wondering where the actual TV is located, but never mind that. It's a beautiful belt.
1: Because, you know, by old NWA rules, if you're recording, you're defending the title. So wow. so what well, what that means unless the champions in a tag team match of some sort every episode of NWA Power will have a TV title match if that is if they're playing by the old NWA rules
0: yeah, man. Um, maybe uh, Ricky Starks uh, can go ahead and, and sh- stroke daddy. You know, stroke as, as, daddy as, he, as he yeah. Calls himself.
1: Yeah, I like that dude. But I have yeah. not actually watched the NWA pay per view. That's just what I saw on Twitter. I actually bought it because I, oh, wow. yeah. I wanted to support. I wanted. I wanted to support the NWA. Uh, you know, I actually went to NWA. You remember I went to NWA seventy. So I'm a big. I'm a big fan of what they do. So I try to support as much wrestling as I can. And since ROH is dead to me. I can now support the NWA. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I watched another one <laughs> open. Yeah, I watched my last show. I watched Final Battle, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that was a cool way to go out." You know, final battle, <laughs> as they say. Yes, so. yes. Final yeah. show. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was that. But the news was those four people signing. But I said my wish list was, of course, Marty, Killer Cross, and Luke Harper. And Mm -hmm. and Tessa Blanchard is on there, but I don't know when her contract's up. And I think she's very happy in Impact because she gets to wrestle men. And if you've ever heard her talk about the interview, that's what she prefers. Hmm. So that's what she's always preferred. She's like she prefers wrestling men. They let her do that in Impact. They're not going to let her do that in AEW. <laughs> going for it. So, Tony, sorry. Tony's not going for it. So if that's what she wants to do, yeah, but if she is open, you know, man, that uh, I would love for, to have her in the division. She's one of my favorite wrestlers. But, I, you know, me personally, rather her wrestle women. Just personal yeah. thing with me. Not, not big in the gender, but, hey, to each their own. Yeah, some some people like it. I'm never gonna knock people for liking it; just not my thing. Yeah, I was at um, I was at the Impact where she wrestled Sammy Sammy Catlan, and I was like, and that was a fascinating match. Wasn't yeah, that a good match? Yeah, it was a well worked match. And I'm actually thinking about going to the January 12th show where most people think she's gonna win the title. I'm mm. actually yeah, you know, like considering it because I guess in small sample size, I can find it entertaining. I I don't think I would go like watching Beyond or something like that. I think that's what it's called, Beyond. Mm, beyond where, where right. yeah, where it's in every match, like the w- one where she beat Brian Cage. I was like, no, this is like. No. <laughs> Sammy Callahan is not a big dude. I can, it's actually kind of feasible, but when she was like dropping Brian uh, Brian Cage, I was like, uh, no, I don't know. It just it doesn't work in my brain. I know it's all the work. I've heard all the. I've heard all the arguments for it, but I'm, it's one of those things. You're not gonna argue in, anyone into liking something, but yeah, it's I, like <laughs> it, it just has. It just has to hit you. Yeah, it, you know. But I digress. That is my wish list. I mean, I've. I've Killer Cross was like one of the first people on my wish list, but I'm getting to the point where it's like they have. AEW's kind of got enough big names. Cause someone has to lose, you know. Yeah. People like Brian Cage and some of the bigger names and f- with other companies aren't going to want to come to AEW and lose every match. So it's like you've got to kind of balance the stars to the undercard people.
0: Yeah, and, and that's why I think like having a guy like Peter Avalon is very valuable. Competent wrestler can lose to everyone, will lose to everyone.
1: Yeah, and if you ever you know have a Lord and mid card title, which if you know do what you do, I'm, I'm not, I've always been like, I'm for it, but if they don't ever do it, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. He would definitely be somebody that, uh you know, can be a challenger, you know, to that title. He, I would never put a belt on him ever, but he could be a challenger to the title. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 like I said, you said it right best. He is a very competent worker, Uh but yeah, so that was the big story of uh, those four people. And then, so we're going to recap This week on Being the Elite, because we're going to order start on Monday. Uh, This week's Being the Elite. I was looking, I I was watching, skimming through to see if there was anything storyline relevant. Uh, What uh, the biggest things I saw? First of all, I I feel like there's been some miscommunication between uh, Cody and the rest of his boys because the first segment on BTE was what a shot at the WWE. Bucks are <laughs> running, and Matt gets tired. Kenny picks him up and reminds him, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Yes. He's like, so you keep running. And then he says, we're dead. We're dead. Yes. 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 I'm like, direct shot at Triple H. Just amazing. Yes. Was amazing. It-, it was
0: just like. These guys are so self aware. They get it. They're they hear everything and they respond in a way for you know those of us that are in on it with them. It just gives us that much more to love. And I was howling when uh, he was like, "Did we win the key demos at least?" Like <laughs> you
1: know, Matt's just a just a, a whole ham. Yes, it was. It was amazing. It was like. And it was like it's for it's for their fans. It's for the people that get it and to pay attention to everything, you know, and then um on the next scene you you see Matt on his phone and you see some things on his phone. They like zoom in and the things you see are where do I find a villain? That was the first question. What is Triple H's net worth? Is Britt yeah. Baker a dentist? <laughs> Hashtag yes. join Doc Order. And then he's like, "Is that how you spell villain?" Because I realized in that first, "Where do I find a villain?" It was actually spelled wrong, and, or is it, and, and then it was like, "Is it spelled villain?" And it was spelled right. But yes, some key things in here. Uh, Triple H's net worth was kind of funny. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if it's because he threatened to buy and sell the AEW. Uh, and is Rip Baker and Dennis. That's been a common complaint is that they talk about her being a dentist too much, and of course, where do I find a villain? Goes to my logic that I think Marty Skrull is a slam dunk. What do you think? Do you think Marty Skrull's a slam dunk?
0: I think he is. He's at least a strong drive to the lane um, right now. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I would say he's a dunk at some point. He'll, yeah. he'll probably end up in AW.
1: Yeah. I just go back to what Cody said last year. He says, we decided, we sat down and decided, whatever we were going to do, we were going to do together. And if we couldn't do it together, we wouldn't sign. Marty was always a part of the group. So I just feel like it's like, you know, you can't sign, you can't work with somebody while you're on the contract, but you can negotiate and sign the next contract. So I, th- I personally think names on paper for Marty already. Of course, he's a secretive dude, so he's gonna he's gonna play it up as long as he can. Uh, Nakazawa wants to get on the show. He's like, uh, he sees that uh, Sheeta's on the show. Kenny <laughs> explains to him like she's a Joshi. That he's like, we need some body guys. Won't you go ahead and work out fast for Because there is actually a lot of stuff that really didn't matter in between there. Uh, and then you can see Nakazawa thinking about grabbing that tag to join the Dark Order. That's the only things I think that were storyline relevant. Did you have anything else that you remember that was funny or anything like that?
0: So the Dark Order is putting out um, recruitment letters. And shout out to Tiffany, who may have called this last week on the show. Uh, there's someone that's joining the Dark Order. Yes. and someone took the, the the slip they they did a tease with nakazawa and cutler but there's one other person who actually took the dark order website interested to see who it is oh you know i i'm sure someone on the internet is has, has scowled and tried to compare hands uh with with all the wrestlers on there so if you're out there uh who do you think it is
1: yes definitely i want to i want to know your thoughts. Uh, our, our our great friend Tiffany, she she called it at Hangman. She threw it out there, and I'm like, we will see, we will see. But no, I'm not, I'm not the one to compare handprints. I can just wait, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you are that person, I commend you. We need passionate wrestling fans. I'm never going to, I'm never going to doubt you or at all. But I'm not the one to do that. <laughs> Uh, then we got uh, oh, all right. So, we got the AEW dark recap. Uh, so first match: Scorpio Sky, Jimmy Havoc, Peter Avalon, and a Triple Threat. Uh, uh, Scorpio Sky gets the win on Peter Avalon when he, uh, with a TKO. What happened to Jimmy Havoc during this match? I think he like ran off or something, didn't he?
0: I think he just got, um, yeah, like he was outside the ring somehow. I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah, there was a really, there was a really cool spot where Scorpio gave Avalon the belly to belly over the top rope. Yes. And onto Avalon, which was, or excuse me, onto uh, Havoc. And it was like, don't see that one too often. And I, I thought this was actually a really good match.
1: Yeah. Uh, with, with the company that I've heard complaints that they're kind of, They got their higher ends, but the kind of middle of the roster is uh, at a deficit. I don't Mm. know how long Scorpio Scott stays with SCU. Mm. I I think he's a star on his own, really. And I think he's a star that the fans are kind of itching for. And I think, you know, he has a spot right there in the middle. Especially, again, uh, again, I've heard a lot about it, if they do the whole mid-card, lower-card title thing they don't do if they don't do that keep him in the tag team I, I, I believe it's funny because I think a lot of his initial
0: credibility does come from SCU and I think he is over to a degree like there's clearly a focused effort to make him stand out because he's actually getting multiple singles matches obviously got the world title shot uh, which you know was a point of contention for a lot of people you know going into AEW is like where are the black wrestlers and things of that nature and it's obvious this guy's, like, a key guy they're going to focus on going forward. Like, he is a tag team champion. He's um obviously got a... He had a world title match on TV. So... I wouldn't necessarily take him out of the group because you always have that value of SCU to be able to open up shows or close shows. Uh, maybe they're just the uh, AEW version of the new day.
1: Yeah. And, you know, with the Scorpio Sky, I am I know we have this culture of wrestling where it's now, 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 now. And it's like maybe, you know, build them up slowly. You know what I mean? Nope. Yeah. Not, not everything can be done now. I mean, that's what's like. People are like, put the title on them now. Put the title on whoever now. And it's just like, no, you know, you got to wait. Right now, I think the title in AEW is in very good hands. Yes. Yes. My uh, Speaking of, my uh, order of the bubbly shipped. It'll be here next week. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited about that. You, you got to
0: try some on air.
1: Yes, I'm going to definitely try some on air. that would be fun. <laughs> Then we get a a join the Dark Order vignette where they actually accepted a new member into the Dark Order because he wanted revenge, and they believed that that was definitely fits into what they're going for. And then, you know, you had the Louis dude, and he said he just wants friends. And I don't know if he was accepted or declined, but he got the shit beat out of him, it seemed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They they, they were on him like white on right. They were on him like the uh like the undisputed arrow on Tommaso Ciampa's head. Like
1: it was a jump zone. I was like, I don't know if after he got beat, he got accepted into their group, but that's not a good recruitment video. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like can... they, they had to be careful with the dark order propaganda because, like the they do such a they're so well produced videos and they're really engaging. But if they show any, you know, type of slight, you know, thing that things aren't on the up and up, I think it might have issues on their, rec- you know, they might have issues with the recruitment. Man, this has been
1: the best thing ever because, like, I don't want to get beat up when I join the dark order. I, yeah, like, come on, man. Yeah, accept me. You said you would take me cuz I'm a loser and make me a winner. Come on. You can't uh, beat <laughs> me up. I mean, they got to join the Dark Order website, the hashtag evil, you know, is posted every day. Man, this is like this is like you always say when you you when uh, you talk about the other company as I call them, um, they'll have stuff like this, but they don't go that extra mile. Man, AEW's all in. on them joining the Dark
0: Order. We should see a blimp that says "Join the Dark Order" like <laughs> over the Jaguars game. Like, yes. Yeah, that's usually the type of things I want to see.
1: Yeah, the only thing. Yeah, the only thing I would love to see is like you know Cody's like big epic entrance, like in yes. the middle entrance, just go join the Dark Order, and then it wow. continues through the entrance because this entrance is so like it's so over the top. I love it, but it's ridiculous. I admit that I it's ridiculous every week. <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> every week. <laughs> every like, week.
0: It's like it's like do the opera joint at the pay per view matches, and then just hit your music for the rest of them. Like this man, like he's gone, bro. Like he's
1: like he's on another level. <laughs> he gets his WrestleMania entrance every week. They every never, week. they didn't give him, They didn't give him his one for his ten years, so he's taking it every week now. Yes. <laughs> back pay hey, right here, long time. Yes. So, yeah, I love it. But, yeah, if we could just in the middle entrance join the Dark Order, it would be – that would crack me up. Uh, Jurassic Express. This was Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt. They beat Alex Reynolds and John Silver when Marco when Marco Stunt pinned Alex Reynolds after, like, a double-team neck-breaker move. Uh oh. Yeah. They kept they kept Jungle Boy out of this match as to not give him a win. Yes, yes, he still has not won a match. I I thought that was uh pretty creative because I was like, they want him at zero when he fights Chris Jericho, which is kind of which is which is kind of awesome. Then we yep. get then we get uh, uh we get a backstory of Big Swole. I guess this was the undesirable to undeniable but they didn't really claim it as that it was just telling was about video yeah, pack. yeah it was talking about her battle with Crohn's <clears throat> and how they were telling her that she wasn't going to be able to have kids she wasn't going to do all this stuff and then no, never going to have be able to have a career in athletics she then had a kid now is a career in athletics, now signed with AEW. It was a pretty powerful story because, you know, yeah, I, don't, I mean, shit.
0: Like, dude. And, I, and I'm rooting for Big Swole because she's, like, from the same, like, city I kind of grew up in in Clearwater, Florida. So, like, yeah. she's, like I, – I used to see Swole at um, – uh, shine shows that we're having in the Tampa Bay area, so uh, I got kind of a personal investment and in, in, in hoping Big Swole does well. So uh, it was good to see it went over so well. Obviously, they showed Kenny Omega signing her, um, basically saying they love to have her back, and you know that, that's always just just good to see how how happy everyone was, uh, you know, to have her around in the in the you know backstage areas, just like that nice family atmosphere in AEW.
1: Yeah, as as. As much as people had talked shit about the women's division, like what four weeks ago, man, they went and fixed it. did Look, they? Look, man, it, 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 it's, it, gonna, it's it's it's
0: going to get real hard for people to to come out here and cap, and, and, and you know, yeah, I'm I'm letting people know now. This is going to be one of the strengths mm-hmm. of AEW. Like when it, you know, it, it takes a while to get those things wrong. Like there's no Chris Jericho here. There's no John Moxley to import. There's no Kenny to import. But what they do have. They do have experienced wrestlers like Riho, like Emi Sakura, who people, people, people can learn from. They do have prospects now, like Statlander and Swole and Britt Baker. Add her in there. Um, you have ringer veterans that have been around, like Shanna, who I'll take. I'll, um, you've got people like Nyla Rose uh, that are just completely unique in their own right. You have Awesome Kong, who may, you know we don't know what she has left physically, but she's got enough aura. You can always call in Aja Kong who can always work. I don't know, man. It seems like, you know, and, and I looked at a lot of the, um, uh, American Indies. I think the only couple people that aren't really in a W that you can say, Hey, they should probably go get them too. is like Mercedes Martinez and Nicole Savoy. Yeah. Yeah. That's... You can do a lot. Li- like, I don't know, man. I think they did the best that they can do. Like, you know, unless they're going to turn it c- completely to a Joshi division, yeah. which it looks like they're not.
1: Yeah. I am
0: I'm a fan of the women's division here in AEW.
1: Yeah, it's it they uh they really did upgrade. I it was like it was a concern early for me. I will say that. Uh you know, Allie Allie I actually like as a wrestler, but putting her in a ring with Brandy. Uh the problem it yeah. with problem with uh certain wrestling, when you have a certain person of a skill level and and they are there with someone that has significantly less skill it's a whole different skill to make you look even
2: mm-hmm.
1: and early on i don't think that was there you know what i mean it's like i can't pull you up <laughs> you know I only, and when two people of two different skill levels are in there and the other one uh one of the people is not you know you know adjusting it looks really bad and and,
0: and look yeah. at it like this like we essentially traded out Allie and Brandy into managerial roles now. Yeah. And we and inserted Statlander
1: and Big Swole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's nothing but an upgrade. Nothing but <laughs> a, nothing but an upgrade. And because you're putting the talent around Britt Baker so heavy, she's you know you know, she's still kinda green, but she's gonna have veterans that can make up for it now. Yep. And so you're gonna see her look a lot better. In matches because she's in there with people that are better than her, so that's yep. that's how you get better. So
0: I look forward to. So I would say look, look for the for the AEW women's division around in the
1: shape rather fast. Uh, yeah, because I thought that uh, I thought the uh, uh, match we'll talk about later was a definite improvement. You know, it's it, we've gotten some solid matches lately. Uh, then we had Kenny Omega, P and Kip Sabian and a match. I will tell everybody, if you got time, go watch it. It was a really good match. I thought, I'm not saying four star, but definitely three and a half. I think, I thought Kip uh, held his own. Kenny did what he could to make him look good. Finished him off with definitively with the one wing angel. And, you know, and then, you know, and then you got the stuff with, uh, uh, you got what's her name? Uh, Penelope Ford. I don't know who's a fan of that or who's not a fan of that, but it looks like that's just going to be a part of the act. So it's kind of one of those things I can live with it.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's not the first like heel woman manager we've seen do her Karana's. What up, Zelina Vega? But um, you know, I, I think it's a cool act. You yeah. know, for the, for you know whatever they're they're going to do with Kip and um. <laughs> This is like you know, like it's a play for the future. You know, dudes from the UK, so I'm sure there's fans like that are coming with Kip Sabian to see see him. And this is this is every great wrestler in his prime versus a young guy. I yeah. felt like, and uh, I thought I thought I thought it was an excellent match. Kenny ended up did he did give him a lot. I think he gave a lot to Penelope Forward too because she did like multiple moves to him. So that was you know, you know, Kenny being his normal giving self.
1: Yeah, Penelope Poirier has three spots. She has the Muda thing. She has the Hurricane rana like Zelina Vega does. And she has that stunner. That's Those are her three spots. Whenever yeah. I watch her wrestle, I think she's basically average except those three spots. So be prepared to see those three spots a lot.
0: Hey, do what you and, do best.
1: You know, and I'm fine with it. That's what I like. I, love, I think it enhances Kip Sabian. I've always thought... Uh, You know, if you are going when if you uh, have a woman that is very attractive next to a man, it enhances his likability. I think it did the same. (laughs) No, I think it did the same thing for Andrade. Andrade was a great wrestler; always was a great wrestler. But when did he blossom? When
0: When Zelina came around.
1: When Zelina came around, just having her there made him more formidable, and that's what I'm saying. It can the same thing can happen for Kip Sabian. But, yeah, so that was AEW Dynamite, uh, another solid show. Uh, I like that they get they get their stars on there, you know. You get a Kenny, you get a Cody, you get the Young Bucks on the show. Gives people a reason to watch. Plus, like in this one, it used a different way to get Swole over, and they did the same thing with uh, Shauna. They haven't did it with Chris Statlander yet, but I like her in the more of the mysterious role as the alien. So, uh, yeah, they, they they do a good job of using Dark for what it's supposed to be. Yeah.
0: Statlander's hilarious. Um, her promos are weird, but it, she's a literal alien. So, yes. Uh, keep that in mind. Yes. It, it may not be for everybody, but I find it amusing.
1: Yeah, we got a vignette where Brandy was asking her alien to come home. And, uh, <laughs> asking her alien to come home. And it's like, uh, we'll see. Nightmare Collective's cool. All right, AEW Dynamite recap. It was from Garland, Texas. I was live in the building. How was that? Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I went with about uh, ten people. Uh, ten people from my little wrestling group. Caleb uh, from uh, Caleb from our uh, chat was there too, and it was it was. I don't I did something I never do. Uh, I don't know if you know about me. I'm a very punctual person. Man, it felt like everything in the world was keeping me from getting out on time to th- that oh, day. <laughs> yeah. So it's like my friend that I was picking up. I was about 45 minutes late. And he's like, man, I was I thought you might have gotten an accident or something. Because I'm, I'm literally never late. That is kind of one of the things I'm known for, is that I'm super punctual. And it was just like, it felt like the world was against me. I was catching every stop sign, caught a train. I was oh, like, oh, this is so annoying. So we leave about hour, hour and 15 minutes after I want to leave. Then we catch, so it's straight down 35 to Dallas. And we catch two wrecks on the way down there. So we're already running <laughs> And we're just sitting there in our the ex, and I'm like, "Know what? I'm not. You know, I'm, the goal is to make it by 4:30, so we can do the pre-show signing." I was like, yep. "There's no way I'm going to make it." Uh, I, yep. Using my special speeding skills, I got there at 4:37, and surprisingly, uh, there wasn't a lot of people. Like, I wouldn't say they're not a lot of people, but you know, they. I think they take like the first hundred for Uh the meet and greet and there was not 100 people waiting on the meet and greet so Mm -hmm. I didn't really have to rush at all I could have walked in like there were people that walked in like at 530 and still got the meet and greet I saw Uh, saw Swole was out there who else was out there? It was Swole um, uh, B. Priestley and then uh, the chairman Sean Spears Ah, and then uh, the best friends with Orange Cassidy was a group thing so, just to gotcha. let you know, when you go to these things, the individual people are $30. So, it was either, if you wanted the chairman, B or B Swole, th- that was 30 If you wanted the group picture, it's 50 And from the people I've talked to that have done these before, that is the standard pricing for everyone. No one's more than 30 and the group is 50 Which is pretty reasonable, you know yeah uh, yeah. so um we i, I get uh I, I i had never not met big swole so i did big swole and uh be Priestly 'cause because i just wanted to meet her again and then my friend <laughs> uh ryan uh wanted to uh, meet sean spears so that's what we did before uh swole was awesome got to tell her you know t- talk to her you know we did the uh, interview with montese told her i was looking forward to told her i was looking forward to her uh new music and she's like yeah I want to, she was excited about everyone to hear it and I also got to tell her that I was like and I, and I don't know if you agree with this with like every wrestler uh, to me women's wrestler, men's wrestler, you can always say this person reminds me of this person, this person reminds me of this person. Mm-hmm. There's a very select few that are so unique on their own that they don't remind you of anyone and I told Big Swole I found her as one of those people.
0: I would agree, because, I mean, look how many, like, all right, compared to men's wrestlers, there are a lot less women's wrestlers, right? Yeah. Now we get into black women's wrestling, like wrestlers. Like, it's even smaller. Like, I don't see a big swole like a Naomi, like a... I don't see big swole like Jacqueline. I don't see Naomi, or excuse me, a big swole like... You know, and, and like Alicia Fox, like, and, and the the message there is like, black people are not a monolith. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, but I think Swole was like, she. I remember when we saw her in the May Young classic. It was just like she's a ball of charisma, fire, happiness, excitement, and I I think she's like, uh, she's very unique in in that like respect where she. Has a has her own style, which, which yeah, is, as you as you mentioned, is is rare. Like people have their own styles, and yeah. I think it's something that that not only AEW needs, like wrestling needs.
1: Yeah, and, and that's what I was telling her, and she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm just me. She's like, uh, and she's like, I'm really, I'm just me turned all the way up. And I was like, yeah, and it's unique, and you, you just it just sticks out. It's just like from the moment she comes out, it's just like you're going to pay attention to her. You know, even if you don't know who she is, you're going to be like, okay, because she just has this way. You got the name, you got the music, you got her
0: bouncing to the ring like like
1: she's got like a a nice, uh, you
0: know, presentation going.
1: Yeah. And that's what I was telling. I just I just I just respect. I respect where uh, she came from and uh, where she comes from because, like I said, I wasn't that familiar with her. I had only seen her in the Mae Young Classic, and then mm-hmm. I, I've gotten more familiar with her as I saw she was signing off AEW. I watched some of her YouTube. I'm like, okay, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to how her style meshes with a lot of people's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Got to, it, it, like it, because it wasn't that long a line. You did get to talk to him for a second. Oh, nice. So, yeah, she was really, really, really nice. And apparently she had listened to the show when the one with T Z was on her. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that was so. cool. That was cool. All right. So let's get into the Dynamite recap. John Moxley uh, beat Alex Reynolds. It, it, it's like, you know, they it, it was almost like they wanted to start off with a promo, but... It, it it got shat on so bad last time they gave him a minute you know a eight second match set the record yeah. yeah yeah I was like he that knee just that knee to the head I was like dude did you and then he DDT him I'm like man with that knee to the head I don't think the DDT was necessary man he just wham just like, dropped him yeah he just dropped him and then John Silver jumps in and he got a, a paradigm shift for his troubles. Uh, Jericho came out with all the inner circle. The inner circle surrounded the ring, and Jericho cautiously got in. The point, the gist of this conversation is he invited Mox to join the inner circle. He said Jericho. Moxley standing next to Jericho was uh was unbeatable. Uh, and now I can say from the interview, I did like the whole, you know, you you asked me how to get over in the WWE. When you lost your passion for wrestling, you asked how to get it back. I, I love that he took these real life threads yes. and wove them into his interview.
0: Yes, it was like like I basically gave you this platform on my podcast to to for you to talk to the world. Like, oh, it was it was just excellent. It was like you, it's like you guys know the story between these two, but they're gonna tell, play off of that and tell you some more things you may not have thought of. Who did Moxley wrestle right before he won the championship? Chris Jericho. Now, was the feud all that? No, it wasn't. But there was a lot of things, you know, wrong with that. There, I, I feel like we're not gonna see any pod plants this time going upside someone's head, but uh, unless it's like some ironic type thing. But um, I, I, I really enjoyed this is Jericho at his championship best. Uh, this wasn't goofy Jericho. This was like tactical afraid Jericho yeah. and he he really doesn't want any smoke with this man he's like hey join the inner circle I got news for you Chris Dean Ambrose ain't, ain't really looking to join no more groups excuse okay. me John Moxley ain't looking to join no more groups
1: yes I, I took this and I said this to the person next to me this is what professional wrestling promos should be now you know yeah. take a little bit of reality put a little wrestling spin on it make it work. It was not over the, it wasn't over the top. It wasn't a cartoon. It was a man that has a title that is trying to protect his title. And he realizes the biggest, biggest threat towards his title is standing right across from him. And the best way to get this guy from beating him up is to get him to join him. Join my side. Yes. It's simple, easy to follow. No one, no person can listen to that promo and not understand what Jericho was trying to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just wrestling, you know? That's what wrestling is. So, uh he puts the shirt on, he leaves, Moxley leaves to big fanfare. His pop when he came out was kind of amazing. Yeah,
0: he he got a lot of love, it sounded like.
1: Yeah, because... You got, it was like, in the crowd, it came off like explosive. Now, I kind of watched it back on TV. It was loud, but it definitely, it was kind of deafening. And it was like, man, uh, everybody was cheering for him. And it was because, no, I don't think anyone really expected that to start off the show. Uh Then we got Cody's entrance. Oh! <laughs> 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 So Butcher and the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny came out first. Cody came out with his entrance. QT comes out with him, Uh does the apple toss, and we get the match started. Biggest thing at the beginning of the match, when QT gets tagged in, there is a section of the group that came across really clear on TV where they were yelling, Cody's partner. I did hear that. He didn't even get a name. He was Cody's partner. I'm in my I'm in my seat laughing really really hard like I couldn't not control myself I was like dude that is hilarious yeah. you, you got called Cody's party yeah oh, man yeah <laughs> uh, but when he when they called upon him and they gave him the ball he ran with it QT has, oh man he kicked ass yes this was so fun uh, this
0: was like way better than it felt like it had any right to be based on how the Butcher and the Blade kind of came off uh, last week, where everyone pronounced him dead in the water on arrival, but apparently that's not the case now. Um, QC Marshall was excellent in this match. It was like he didn't quite have all the skills, but he tried damn hard, and it was like he was doing these flips, and it was like, yo, if he's just going to come out here and be a high flyer, and you know, a high flyer that ain't got no business doing high flying, I'm with it. Like, just just yeah. keep bringing QC out. He got himself over.
1: And the crowd loved this match. Yes. Loved it.
0: Went nuts over it. Oh, God. Um, he
1: he had all of I us. I loved it, too. I was like, we were like, you know, you come into the match knowing the Butcher and the Blade can't lose their first match, right? You're like, yep. they can't lose. But he had me. He had me hooked. When he hit the kick and then did, I think, the crossroads, and he went for the pin, I was like, this is they they won. I was like, they're gonna give us the win, and and then he didn't win, and then he got pinned, and it really did have me hating the butcher and the blade, like someone that the, the people that I really didn't have any type of emotion to, uh, one way or another. By the end of that match, I hated them because they beat QT, and, yeah, and and you got a QT yeah. Marshall chant. Yeah,
0: um, butcher and blade looked like. A force to be reckoned with. Um, they're mean. They're ugly. They cut the ring off. They look like they're in the right spot to be... Like, I'm really interested to see them against the Young Bucks. If that ever happens. Because it seems like they'll be... Like,
1: they're classic tag team wrestling.
0: Yeah. It, it like. There was a, there was an Adam Cole-Ricochet match that I have an affinity for where Ricochet did everything spectacular, but Adam Cole was there to make it all be spectacular. And I th- kind of got that vibe from The Butcher and The Blade. Like, they feel like guys with experience, and they feel like guys that have been around and know who they are and what they are, and what they were outside of AEW is lo- what it looks like they're going to be inside of AEW, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and they kind of look like pro wrestlers from my childhood. It's mm-hmm. like you're in shape, you have muscle, but you're not like ripped up or muscular. You know, you just look like tough guys. Like, yeah, yeah when well, people, I, but I don't want to run into uh, the butcher. Yes, nowhere. nowhere personally. Yes, and it's like that. People talk about a dark gimmick. They're really not. They're more like a western I don't need gimmick vibe at all. Yeah, they're more yeah. like a western gimmick. Like you had those two guys that'll fuck you up in the old west, the butcher and the blade, and they just run together because they can be, they know they can't beat each other up, so they decided, you know what, let's just (laughs) whoop everybody (laughs) else's ass, ass. yeah. And then you got the bunny there, you know, it it works to me, it works. I don't like, like I said, people were kind of lumping them the dark order and Brandy's thing, and I'm like, this week went so much. To like, they're nothing like the Dark Order. Don't even say they're in that rim. It's a whole different thing that they got going on.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we buddy got to explain the Gimp mask though. I gotta, I gotta know what was what, was behind that.
1: Yeah, I definitely need to know what's behind that. That's a little weird, but uh, they hit the QT with the suplex onto double knees. I thought that was a pretty creative finisher, and that's how they pinned him. Cody's looking dejected. It hurt. Yeah, it does. It does. It's like yeah. uh, it's like Sed's move, but with two people. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Cody's looking dejected after the match. He's sad that he lost. And, um, he yeah, they basically do it through the uh, – I don't think they go all the way to commercial break, but it happens during the commercial break. Cody's on the ground. Darby Allen uh, comes up, and he just sticks his hand. He bumps the butch in the blade coming out. And then he uh, grabs Cody by the hand and pulls him up. And they kind of look at each other, giving themselves that knowing look. We find out later on social media. Because that is one thing that you're going to have to accept with AEW. I've heard it as a complaint. They tell their story on TV, on Dark, and on social media. They use all their platforms to tell their story. So the rest of this story, Darby Allen tweets out that, hey, Cody, I'll be your partner. Just if we win, I want I want our match. I want my rematch from the, uh, the match that we uh, did the draw it. And, you know, and I thought that was perfect. Thought that was yeah. perfect. And then, again, backstage interview, Cody says, I accept. Let's do it. So they're doing it next week uh darby allen and cody rhodes versus the butcher and the blade what do you think about it
0: man that's like a wow who's gonna lose like it's like do you feed have the butcher and the blade go down in defeat or you know darby allen is a guy that they've protected uh you know i would say pretty well uh you know aside from the we we pretend the sean spears thing didn't happen at uh, fight for the fallen but um Darby's been progressively getting more over, and he's one of my favorite young guys in AEW. I firmly believe he's going to be the champion one day, and I like it, and I like the fact that they'll go back to him and Cody because I was actually in the audience for that match. There was a loud but small... Vocal Darby Allen contingent, and that was us. <laughs> so, um, huge fan of Darby Allen, and uh, him and Cody were great last time together. And it kind of pulls like, like Cody's not really aligned with the elite right now, it seems like. You know, in those promo last week, said his brother's busy, Bucks are busy, and you know, Kenny's off in his own world. But putting Darby Allen into this thing as kind of a sub character for the MJF thing is like, hey, man. It's it's showing that AEW is not afraid to tell multiple stories at once and hope their audience gets it. It doesn't have to be you know just so on the nose, so black and white. Like there's stuff that they're throwing out there for you to catch, and if you catch it, it feels like they're gonna be you're gonna be rewarded for it. I remember that when he said Scorpio Sky, you're never gonna get a shot at this. I thought about that when it happened. Like, hmm, what? I wonder. You know, and just put it away. And then two months later, it paid off. So, this is all, these are all things that um, I think couldn't come into play. And I'm really looking forward to seeing
1: uh, this match because we don't know who's going to win. We definitely don't know who's going to win. I'm like, do they, are they going to go Cody and Darby, Uh, you know, them get the win. And then January 1st, we get the. Darby and Cody match, or is the Butcher and the Blade going to win? Or will we see any interference from MJF? There's a lot of threads there because technically they work for MJF. So, all right. There's a lot of ways you can go with it. It's one of those. I love it. It's the exciting parts of wrestling where you just want to watch and see what happens. Um, yep. Next out, of course, after the Cody, MJF, he comes down to the ring Uh, With his Wardlow backing him up, that's a big old dude. Even like in person, that's just a a big mass of a human being. Um, And he MJF, man, I talk about Cody being so amazing on the mic. MJF, this is like, this is like a fish in water, man. He with that mic in his hand, not a lot more people more dangerous.
0: How did he get so good at this already? It's like, where did he practice this? Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like this dude talked about his lisp. Yes. He talked about his piss colored you know, hair. <laughs> hair. Oh yeah. my God. He, he talked about, you know, Honkyville USA. He talked about just the precision that he does this thing with. And it's like, it feels like he never runs out of lines like this is a dude that in another era would have been just fine doing all the talking and he really stands out and i don't know like i guess Cody may be a career rival for him now right
1: yes and, and as a uh, as a heel it was funny it was fun that he used the line from Roddy Piper because he gets he gets a lot of comparisons to him as far yeah. as being how good he is at drawing heat and when he, I remember when he did the Jericho interview, he's like, that's who he studied. He studied the masters. Classy Freddie, Blassie, Roddy Piper, you know, the people that just knew Bobby Heening, the people that just knew how, put a mic in their hand and they can make that's you So quick. Them. Yes. So quick. It's like, and he knew when to stop. That was something, I, I mean, as a... And that's what the geek wrestling fans know. This <laughs> he knew when to stop and let the crowd boo him. And when they were going fuck you or whatever, he waited. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He didn't just hurry to get his lines out there. He made it where he was interacting with the audience.
0: Yeah, he's so good of a talker. I don't care if he ever gets any better as a wrestler. Like <laughs> yes. he's he's like, yo,
1: he going to be here.
0: Yeah, punch for and kick the next, for
1: the next couple of
0: decades. Like, he's going to be here.
1: Yeah, he's what WWE wishes Baron Corbin was. I know I call him the other company, but yes, he's what, he's like, so good on the mic.
0: It's like, he's so good, he's still a heel, everyone still hates his fucking guts, because how dare you talk about Cody like this, Yes, you know, and (laughs) as you mentioned Baron Corbin, it's funny, like, you know, all the manufactured heat that they have to do for him. This guy just walks to the ring with a mic.
1: Yeah. So. Just put a mic in his hand. I mean, sometimes like the looks that he has on his face makes you boo him. He's just uh-huh. so good at finding that focus of the person and just riding it. You know, he's just, man, it's like, it's hard to boo him. I boo him. Cause I know I'm supposed to, but I am in awe of his talent at such a young age. Yeah. Yeah. We get a dark order vignette where Alex Reynolds is in his hotel and he is being recruited by the dark order. Man, this was well done. Yeah.
0: Man. So yeah, from the cutting in and out the wrong way. And um, it's funny how dark order targets people that have these terrible records. So I fully expect one day, I hope someone says I'm going to beat you so bad or I'm going to beat you so many times. The dark order is going to try to recruit you. Like I like join the dark order. They're targeting these people that suck. And it's like this unspoken thing that, all right, such and such is a, is a target for the dark order. Pretty soon the, uh, you know, they're going to be circling around the librarians like, Hey, when y'all join this dark order, Pretty much. I
1: think Peter Avalon I would do about like, anything to get out of that character.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, no, I, Dark Order is funny to me. He,
1: yes. I was like, and, he, you know, then you got John Silver comes in. And he didn't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> He's confused. And Alex is like, nothing, nothing. I, I just thought that was pretty cool the way they did it. And it's, it can be a long story, you know, it doesn't have to be something they can do a long build. But yeah. Um, and that's what I was talking about. When they they did that, I was like, are they signed? I even asked them, i was like, are they signed? Because all they've done is ever lost. So I didn't think they were sticking around, but they were used a lot. So it works. Big Swole. Uh, Big Swole versus Emmy Secure. Uh, did you hear Big Swole's music? I did. Yes. I shout out to Tizzy. You shout out to Tizzy. She was rapping. Most of the time on it. Uh I guess it's not for sale yet. Because I couldn't find it yet. So I'll buy it when it is. Uh It came off really well. Like live. Like a like. You you saw like the people next to me. This might not be their type of music, and they were kind of bobbing <laughs> their head. It's like, oh yeah, yes, on the ones and threes. Yes, yeah. they was yes. So so uh yeah, they got they got one with that one. Uh, they definitely got a hit with that song. It's like when you see people like this ain't my type of music, but they they bobbing. You like okay, they got you. Yep. Yeah, they got you. And she was against Emmy Sakura. Uh, they had a really good match, you know, it was good you know, they they got, they were where they were supposed to be uh, I loved the spot with the microphone and uh, Swole going into the uh, splits, James Round James Round gimmick I just, I dug it I dug it, I thought it was cool um, yeah, Emmy Sakura I mean, Emmy Sakura is like people think, she's a very solid wrestler, it's just you know, her gimmick doesn't really go that well in America. To me, that's how it's I It's
0: confusing it. because it's like she's a bad guy, but she's doing the we will rock you, but she's being sneaky in front of the ref, and then yeah. she's she makes her she's so likable on Twitter. It's like it's all kind of confusing with with her for me.
1: Yeah, and it's like you, you Freddie Mercury who a lot of people basically universally loved is who you're doing a cosplay of. It's just like why are we supposed to boo you again? <laughs> it's oh. like, yeah, duh, duh. but uh, Big Swole gets the win with her rip cord spinning forearm. That's called dirty dancing. Sheeta was in the uh, Sheeta was in the front row, and she was shocked that Emmy Sakura was upset by Big Swole. She then goes on Twitter. I'm tr- I'm translating the best I can that basically the level. Of the AEW's women division has stepped its game up. It's like it has the levels been raised in the AEW women's division. Yeah, all we had to do was swap uh,
0: Brandy and Allie out, and we <laughs> and put Penelope as a manager
1: too. I, I am very much more of Brandy in the managerial talking role. I think that's what she's for, and I think yeah. as she, you see. This talent there, and as she gets more comfortable, you will see it even blossom even more. So, I'm just, I think she's it's just sometimes you're casting a crew, sometimes people get cast in the wrong role, yeah. And but you can fix it, and it looks like they have. And uh, so then we get Pac on the interview says he wants his rubber match uh he wants his rubber match he's done everything he can he's had uh he uh, dominant victories. He will not be held responsible for what he does next if he does not get his rubber match with kenny omega is kenny omega- is kenny omega dodging pack seems
0: like it right i yeah. it seems like kenny's like just trying to move on and live his mm-hmm. life but I was like, yo, you beat me. Yes. This will not stand this under will... under any we, we know he cares about his wins and losses. Uh Pac does. But um yeah, I, I think Kenny's um maybe preoccupied elsewhere, but I mean, I'd love to see the match again.
1: His attention's about to be grabbed if he don't uh accept Pac's uh uh a- rubber match challenge yeah he'll, (laughs) he'll grab the attention with a chair in the back of his head like you know he did that one time yes um uh we get uh kip sabian super bad coming to the ring then we get the chairman uh sean spears who doesn't have tully behind we see an interview with tully that says he's basically looking for sean spears a partner and tonight they're going to try out Kip Sabian. I thought that was a nice little touch to the random tag team match. That was a nice little explanation to why are these two people that don't like each other or have anything to do with each other tagging up? I thought it was pretty yeah. cool.
0: You know? Yeah, I, finally Tully Blanchard gets to talk, but it
1: was like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So they are wrestling Hangman and... A uh, Hangman and Omega, uh, they seem to work well together. But anytime Omega tries to uh, high five or get a fist bump or anything from uh, Hangman, he ignores them and goes past them. Uh, a little bit of tension there. Yeah, we get a little bit of shenanigans where we get Joey Janela tying up, uh, rolling out a tied up Tully at the top of the ramp. So, uh, of course Sean Spears goes to fight him, leaving Kip Sabian by himself. Kenny Omega's about just hits the V trigger, is about to do the one wing angel. Hangman tag, blind tags him in, hits the buckshot Lariat, and gets the pin. Yeah. Um, about a month ago on
0: B T E they kinda of foreshadowed a hangman Kenny thing, so uh, it looks like they're gonna slow burn this, and I would assume it's gonna peak. They're probably gonna be each other's next pay per view opponent. Looking forward to it. Uh, you know, both of those guys could use a big win, and uh, I, I'm, you know, it, the first is this the first like real elite infighting? Like well, I know the, you know, we had the Rhodes versus the Bucks had that one off match, but.
1: Yeah, they all hugged at the end of the match. I yeah, don't, they hugged. Yeah, right? they, they I don't, don't think – like a hug coming. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think Hangman and Omega's going to hug after their match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so – Elite I, versus Elite, so – I was always the one I, – I, I don't know if you remember from earlier shows, I said Hangman should be the one that turns on the elite. I've always said yep. it. It, <laughs> it, it, it. He's the one that needs it. I mean, if he's going to take that next level – He's he has to stop being looked at as the elite's little brother, and yeah. that's how he's looked at right now. Uh, but yeah, uh, so they get the win on. Uh, let's just say Hangman gets the pin over. Uh, oh, also Saban.
0: that that Joe shit was goofy as hell. Yeah. um I don't know what that's supposed to be. Um, I don't know. <laughs> the, the it, it needs to have a have a blow off match so we can be done with Jano and Spears because I'm
1: good. The fight, and I don't like using this word very often. The fight looked, even in the crowd. The fight looked really fake. Like they weren't throwing blows like two people that are supposed to hate each other. You know what I mean? It was very his. The working punches weren't very effective to me. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's just what I saw. But I'm like, I'm looking in the back, and I'm like, Good lord, they look like they're barely hitting each other. Yeah, Man. I
0: think I think they got figure something out with them too, because I I'd, I'd rather see them both wrestle other people.
1: Yeah, and Janela has a unique way of getting over. He's almost like an attraction guy that you. Can, I think if you have him wrestling every week or performing every week, it almost exposes him. Mm-hmm. So you, I think you need to use him less, but in big mm-hmm. spots. You know what I mean? I think they're running yeah. in the same play thing with him and Jimmy Havoc. They don't really work in regular wrestling matches that way. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, what do you do with them? And it's like, you can't just have them in hardcore matches every week. So I don't know. We will yeah. see. Uh, he's done a lot to get himself in shape. He's lost weight. He's cut up a little bit. So, you know, he's definitely taking it serious, so we'll see where it works out. Uh maybe him. he
0: can like he can help Mox fight off the inner circle or something. Like I was I,
1: don't know. I was thinking him and Darby Allen could help at the time, but then they did the Darby All right. Allen with the Cody thing. So maybe it goes there. I I I have one thing, uh and dude, so Joe Janela comes out in the tights. Something I, I noticed. The dude has no ass. The tights None. do nothing for him. I think a change of gear might be in in his future. Which
0: is crazy because he just kind of switched to these like new pants that he started wearing, like yeah. in AW. Yeah. Before I think he was wearing like um I think he was wearing like the underwear joints before.
1: Yeah. Well, he needs to hook have uh Cutler's wife Denise hook him up with some padding back there because. Uh,
0: do we have to get him in a singlet? Yeah,
1: I was gonna say yeah because he is straight back and it looks very yeah. weird. It's like I don't look at dudes' butts, but it is so <laughs> noticeable. It is so noticeable that like I'm like I'm looking like good lord that dude has no ass. That was funny. <laughs> it was like um, then we have Brandy and she's asking Chris Statlander to come home. The alien needs to come home. Then we see a guy, so I apparently, I'm guessing a guy, it was from the back, it looks like a dude, and he was bald, and she's like, we're going to wait for later on that. And so
0: apparently, that guy, his name is Dr. Luther, and I guess he's one of Chris Jericho's friends, and I think Guy's in his 50s, he was like a wrestler in like the Canadian indies, I believe. Um, really? So, yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> We'll see what that is.
1: That rich dropping the knowledge there. I had no idea. I was just like, I just thought some random ball guy. I thought yeah, it I might. Know, I thought
0: someone wrote it on there. I I didn't know who it was when I saw. Yeah, him, I so. thought it
1: might be Sunny Days or whatever. Ah, okay. Yeah, I I, I, just, I figured it would just be some you know like extra kind of character. Uh, then we get yeah, Lu- the, get the
0: Nightmare Collective. Like I I I'm still waiting to see where it's going. I'm not giving up on it. Uh, And I I really want Brandy to do well at something like I've talked about on One Nation Radio. uh, Some of the I feel like Brandy gets a lot of like she gets a lot more piled on to her than she actually deserves. So
1: I'm I'm kind of rooting for her to to do well with this. People hate her because they think she's only famous because of Cody. And, And if you think about it, until Dustin, she was the only one using the road's name. Mm -hmm. So so there was a lot of I think there's a lot of residual hate that comes from that. Uh, You know, I think she's talented, always have, you know, she you know, there's always room for someone that uh, like her in wrestling is just like I think there are a lot more people worse than what she is. Yeah. And and I don't. There like, are that act
0: like she's the worst thing to enter the business. Like they, they freak out when, and I'm going to talk about this more on the FOH draft, but it's a larger thing with AEW. But for Brandy, like they freaked out when they saw her on a truck. They freaked out when she's doing anything like in public, like public relations wise. Like they freak out on her Twitter mentions all the time. It's it's really bad to be Brandy Rhodes out here. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. On, yeah.
1: online at least. Her attitude is perfectly because perfect because she really does not care what people think about her. That's not like a that's not like I, a gimmick. Look, I hope she doesn't. Yeah, because if that's, she did, she yeah. Did. yeah. That's not a gimmick. That's not anything. That's who she she does not care. She's used to people hating on her, and she's okay. She's like whatever, you know. Work on yourself, you know that kind of thing. Uh did we get Lucius Soros and Sammy G? I'll ask because I did not hear it, and you actually watched the TV. How was Chris Jericho? And I, I, I'm guessing he didn't say anything. Hager no, on on
0: on the mic. Jericho was excellent. He immediately uh, came out with the definition of lexicon um, that that Excalibur said he messed up, but he explained it. He was awesome on commentary as normal. Everything Chris Jericho does is awesome. Uh, Hager sat in silence, which is the best usage for him, so he knocked it out of of the park as well. Um, (laughs) So besides that, you know, it's just, you know, standard.
1: It's kind of funny, you know, the many different ways Mr. Hager was uh, used incorrectly, that just him being a big badass that doesn't talk end up... It ends up being what works for him. Amazing. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> this, this, this seems pretty simple. I don't know why we didn't think of this. So, yeah, because he's a big old dude. Um, Luchasaurus pins Sammy G with that slam. Uh, it starts in the tombstone position and then a, it's a, a front-place slam. I don't like it.
0: I don't like it either, because it's like, you see him, and I'm like, just do the tombstone. Yes. like. But he does, like, that splash thing, and it's like, well, he doesn't really even drop down. He just kind of falls. I don't know. I think he can get a better move.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know. That's just horrible. Like, I can't like... can just powerbomb
0: people like, like you know, Kevin Nash or do a tombstone.
1: Yeah. I was I was like, we, it's just kind of anticlimactic Anytime he wins a match. It's like. That was it? Okay. Yeah. All right. You just My did dog, a- Sammy G getting
0: squashed out here, damn near. So, uh, can, can we give Sammy G some wins, please? Yes.
1: But it's just like, with he does all that cool shit, and then leads up to a lame finisher. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you can do all this, and then you do that move. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, but they gave Sammy G a lot of offense. I was shocked. Yeah. I didn't, this match lasted longer than I thought it was gonna last, and uh, he got an offense. Uh, he got a lot of offense in, and that dude, he's just so good. But he loses every time. It it really does get hard to take someone serious after a while.
0: Luckily, he's the young guy in the inner circle, so yeah. he can he's afford there to, this.
1: He's there to take the l's, you know, and everybody else, you know, everybody else gets their wins. Yep. Uh, uh, Jericho attacks after the match. Uh, so Hager goes after Luchasaurus. Jericho goes after jungle boy. He throws him out the ring. Jungle boy skids the cat. He comes back over, does a Frankensteiner roll up. And then Marco just comes in and counts the three. So jungle boy gets a visual three count over Jericho. That doesn't count. Yes. Clowns. Yes. I just thought this was like, okay, this is for a perfect way for somebody's like, oh, he doesn't have shot against Jericho. They at least show the visual three. That was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I was like, as a the smarty people was like, man, that was kind of cheap. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, then AEW announces Revolution announced for Chicago in the Wind Trust Arena. Uh, this is going to be a part of C2E2 on Saturday, February 29th. What do you think about them hitting Chicago again? Um, because I said again with the exasperated tone because I am the one that goes to all these damn things, and yeah, yeah and I'm going to Chicago again. Are you tired of going to Chicago again, yes, I am tired of going to Chicago. I, just, I don't really get it.
0: I don't, I don't know why they're going back there uh, again that fast. I'm like, are they trying to kill the town? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But um, Rich Krej,
1: literally <sighs> on Voices of Wrestling, begged <laughs> that yes, company stop running, running. Stopped running Chicago for a few months. And Tony yeah. Khan gave him a big old middle finger and says, we're on our way back. <laughs> yeah, as a matter
0: of fact, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the show name. I, you know, it, it goes back to the spirit of the promotion built be, be, being born. This is a revolution. It's not the fanciest thing in the world, but it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be something stupid. It doesn't need to be anything like that.
1: So I, I'm down with it. Yeah. I, I, I hate themed pay-per-view names. You know, yeah. War Games never happened at a show called War Games. It was Fall Brawl. <laughs> it was Fall Brawl and War Games happened at Fall Brawl. So right. it was like, oh, you could do a fall ball without a War Games if it came down to it. So you don't have to for, force a War Games match. Revolution, you can get whatever kind of match you want because Revolution is not really a theme, you know, and I like that better. Um, I'm looking forward to the show. I'm thinking we're going to get Mox and Jericho. I, I, I think we're going to get Cody. Cody and uh, MJF. Yeah, I would think they're gonna do that too. Yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to that. Everything else is kinda I mean, it's two months. It's two and a half months away. So everything else is kinda up for grabs.
0: Do you think do you think they could get away with not doing
1: Cody MJF yet? I would prefer that they don't.
0: Okay.
1: I would actually prefer that MJF sets out the stipulations. On January, and they're like really impossible for Cody to meet, and uh, maybe he has to fight Wardlow at maybe they do Cody versus Wardlow at uh Revolution to get mm-hmm. to MJF. I just mm-hmm. I I really I because MJF is not that great a wrestler. I'm I say put off the match as long as you can, and then. Mm.
0: Then, that'd be but, interesting. That'd be, but, that'd be
1: an interesting way to go about it. Yeah, when you finally do the match, if people are begging for it. They're like, so if MJF just comes out and punches and kicks the whole time, it's going to be hot because everybody just needs the match.
0: Right. It, maybe they can, like, parlay this into Cody and Darby Allin against, like, Wardlow and MJF, and then you save the singles match. Like, this is something else. For like maybe double or nothing too. And be like Cody and MJF then. And you built it up for at that point. It would be like six months or whatever. Co- and, but it, it would be really tough to do it. But I, you know. I like it, It's just an idea. I know they're, they're going to do it in February. But I'm like, could they get away with trying something here? Yes. I don't know.
1: Big thing I don't want them to do is Cody's careers on the line. Oh, please don't. No, it just, it just like, I'll do whatever. And it just, <clears throat> like, everything in me is like, are they going to try to say he wants Cody's career? Oh, my God. Because that would make no sense to me. But uh, yeah, 10,387 is part of C2E2, which is a Comic Con in Chicago. I'm imagining some of the wrestlers will be in the show. I'm hoping Jericho does a signing because I think he's like the only one on the AEW roster that I haven't met. Man. Yeah, so I'd like to meet Jericho. But otherwise, I will be having some Stans Donuts in – because this is in downtown Chicago. So Mm -hmm. the other ones, were in Schaumburg, and people would always ask me, why am I eating TGI Fridays every day? I'm like, we're not in real Chicago. We're like 40 miles away from real Chicago. There's not like a hot dog stand on every corner because we're basically – we're in the suburbs. We're not. You right. know, we're not in there. So we're going to be in downtown Chicago. So I'm going to go see the Jordan statue, that kind of crap, and then watch some nice. wrestling. But yeah, when you're in Schaumburg, you are far away from Chicago. It is not close. It is not like around the corner. It's like if you take a Uber, it's like forty five dollars to get to Chicago. Jesus. Yeah. So it's it's not close at all. Um. <laughs> Then so that was announced. Like I said, we I'd rather them go to a different city. I'd heard New York and Los Angeles; those were the two I'd heard, and I would have been happy with it. But I'm I'm pretty sure C2E2 came in there with a number that, uh, as far as you know, the whole stadium being cheaper, and I'm thinking that had something to do with it. You know, the, and they get something else to bring new new fans in.
0: Smaller building too, so they should have no problem really
1: selling this out. Yeah, and they started doing pre sales this week, uh, like uh, for Austin and Huntsville, they uh their AEW Fleet sent out a pre sale for Austin. I mean, and they hadn't been doing that before, uh, Mm. for uh, so I imagine they're gonna do a pre sale for Chicago too. I don't, I don't know if it'll sell out. I think it will, but I I don't think it'll sell out in, like, 20 seconds.
0: No, I don't –
1: yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, because I don't think they're going to announce a main event two and a half months with two and a half months of TV left. I don't think they're going to announce a main event before – I don't think they're going to announce a main event before Friday. So – Yeah, I I mean – we know it's Jericho Moxley. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm buying the. Yeah. yeah, I'm buying the ticket. I'm like, I'm going no matter what. But yeah, I think it's gonna yeah. be Jericho Moxley. Then we get the main event of the show, uh, the Santana Ortiz, AKA Proud and Powerful, uh, wrestled against the Bucks in a street fight that was sanctioned. The winner to get a number one contender spot and to face SCU on TV. I, the dopest thing in the world, uh, proud and powerful, jumping the bucks while the money gets shot up in the air. I just thought that was so cool. With the uh, socks full with baseballs. As, yes. As, 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 yeah. they, when they
0: come up with that stuff, it's just like, you know, they pop me every time. Like, if Santana's shooting at the screen or um, Ortiz is, doing the back rake and then throwing up like the, the fingers. Yes. Um, They, they, I listened to an interview with them on the uh, Chris Van Bleet show. Just interesting guys and huge fans of them. And
1: this match was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought this man, it was exciting to watch and it was hard to keep up with. (laughs) And it was like, uh, they put the table like right where I was sitting They put the table, uh, they set the table up and they had to move all the fans out the way. And then they do it with like all four of them goes through tables. And Mm -hmm. it was just, they, it was just, it was exciting. Uh, I, like I said, I don't know I played on TV that well, but it was really exciting.
0: Yeah, man. It was, um, it it was a good look to see the Bucks, um, get a big win here, which uh, on national TV, there have not been an abundance of them, um, and now they get a the chance to win the tag team title. So another match, we don't know who's going to win. Um, as at any point, obviously, the Young Bucks could be the champions. And then SCU is, you know, kind of just getting started in their reign. So, um, but yeah, as far as the main event goes, uh, credit goes to Nick Jackson, for battling through the flu they said he was um you know laying down all day and he had to. The uh, there, there were people that were like hey we're, we're gonna pull you from the match and he was like hell no we advertised this and um when he got in the ring he was like the nick jackson that you always see
1: yes uh yeah i thought this was a great uh good solid and uh, you know overall episode i it's it was a uh what i call what i call their traditional their their flagship kind of episode where it starts off really exciting ends exciting you're waiting for next week for the uh, what happens next that is to me that is the formula for dynamite right now so you got to start exciting and exciting you know i think that's yeah. their brand and i think that's what they have to stick with it, it, i know they're going to have weeks where they can't do that every week, but I think this is what will build the fan base the best. It's like, you get action at the beginning of the show, you get action at the end of the show, you know, and then you get, you know, you get all the other things, the storytelling in the middle. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so ratings. Ratings talk. You know, this was an interesting week. 778,000 to seven hundred and seventy-eight thousand. So, if you're that one person, you're that one person that has TNT in Independence, Missouri, that decided, "Oh man, I'll just watch it tomorrow." This is your fucking fault. <laughs> their their their
0: <laughs> lack of vigilance yes. has led to, to, to such a result. <laughs> yeah. So. When I saw that rating, I was like, are you fucking serious? I'm like, look, man, there needs to be a winner and there needs to be a loser. I was like, this is the first time I've ever looked at these ratings and then been like, this is all so dumb. Like, why we think about this. And this is the first time I felt like this. Like, this is all so, so fucking dumb. Like, and, And it just made me be like, fuck Vince McMahon for putting them on the same night. It's just like y'all just in the way, like y'all trying to distract from what the fuck's going on over here uh, in AEW. And then you see it from like the NXT side. It's like, well, fuck! It's out. It's just a tie. Like no one likes a tie in anything. What? Like name one thing that a tie
1: helps with. It. It, no. I mean, it is. It is deflating. I got my alarm to go off at two oh five every Thursday, so I can get up because Alvarez posts the ratings, and I saw a tie, and I like went back to bed angry. I retweeted it, yeah, and it's, then went it's back. Like, it's like, it's like let us
0: know if AEW won or they mm-hmm. lost.
1: No, it's a tie, and apparently we won in every demo except still win, except except fifty plus. But, yeah, you geezers. know, yeah, you the love their, their, their NXT. Yes. Uh, the, you know, the geezers are dedicated to their NXT. It's like, they're you know, that's the whole thing with the NXT, their floor, the, the geezers have it on USA. They've watched their marathon of NCIS. And now it's time to, and now it's time for NXT to come on, whether they're awake or not, they're getting that rating. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and then.
0: And then, um, the, um,
1: we apparently killed the dem- them the, on DVR. The de-
0: yeah. <laughs> the, the demo number for AW is dropping. Yeah. So it is concerning like on that, but I'm, you know, it's, it seems like it's still so early to, to really pull from a lot of these numbers, like before a pattern is established. Um, I'd be interested in seeing 10 week data from whatever's there, but I, I want to see this stuff in January, February, March. Kind of I, before I'm like, okay, this is what it is.
1: Yes, and we've
0: seen a lot of fluctuations here,
1: and this is where stay vigilant comes in. It's not just about making sure you're watching every week. I really do want to make sure you watch. But the thing that's going to make AEW succeed or fail is the ability to add new fans. You know. Their number needs to be, I'm not saying right now, but eventually it needs to be growing. So that's what I mean by staying vigilant. Tell your friends, tell the people that you know that used to watch wrestling to give it a shot. I mean, they might not like it. They might not, you know, whatever, but to give it a shot, to tune in on Wednesday and watch AEW. And because you know what? You do run into, still, I run into, even with me wearing the shirt jacket, everything, and being a cheerleader, I run into people every day that has never heard the letters AEW and has no idea that there's a different type of wrestling. And that's what Stay Vigilant is about. Tell people about the show. I'm not saying... Be like, I'm not saying be like some kind of religious person telling them the gospel of Cody Rhodes. I'm just saying, we'll I'm just saying. Door, you know, no, and like, are you prepared for real wrestling? Return? No, just say you not. Like, <laughs> just talk about the damn show like you talk about a show that you like. Don't be ashamed to like wrestling. That's all I'm you saying. You ever heard of the Young Bucks? <laughs> yes. <place. laughs> Let me tell you about some real wrestling. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no, uh, but yeah, that's all. That's what it is about. It's like, it's, I'm, I don't, like I always said, I don't want to take fans from the WWE. I think there is a crop of people out there, just like Tony Khan's vision. There's a crop of people out there that just quit wrestling, watching wrestling. Or there are people and, that have quit in the last like couple of years. Yes and there's a crop of people, and just say, hey, just give this wrestling a try. See if this is closer to what you remember wrestling is. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I know I I come off as somewhat overprotective, which leads into our next uh, topic. Cody Rhodes is on Busted Open Radio. My guy, Cody. And everybody knows he's my guy. I, you know, I, I do preach the gospel according to Cody Rhodes, We kind of let me down this week. He's on with Tommy Dreamer and Dave LaGreca. And he says, AEW and NXT needs to learn how to get along that AEW fans are a little protective of the product. And sometimes we let them get away with stuff that we shouldn't let them get away with. And it just comes off as negative And as a person that does listen to Cody Rhodes and pulls up every interview and every tweet he says, I feel like his company was built on being negative to the WWE (laughs) and NXT. (laughs) Yeah, it's. um, I feel like that's the backbone, definitely an element uh, of that there. Um, I feel like if people didn't hate the WWE, AEW doesn't exist. You could say that. So (laughs) to kind of, I mean, I wouldn't even say he turned his back on his fans. He kind of turned a shoulder to his fans.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's trying to he's trying to play nice with with WWE to try to turn the heat down on this thing, or he's doing something, or he he's working somehow. Like this is, I feel like this is a dog whistle yes. for him. Like like he knows that AEW fans ain't gonna listen to none of this shit, and I think he's gonna try to get some of the people off his back, essentially. But yes. it, I don't think it'll work.
1: My big thing is I. The only thing I take from this is don't be gatekeepers. I joke about being a gatekeeper, but don't be that. If someone wants to be AEW, welcome them with open arms to AEW. But still, as a fair fan, a person that watches NXT on Thursday, on oh, Wednesday night, way, yeah, yeah, on Thursday, delayed on after. yes. On Wednesday at 7 o'clock, it is fuck NXT. It's that simple. It's that. I mean, there is no doubt about it. There's no hesitation in what I'm saying. Wednesday yeah, nights fuck, at 7 o'clock. I NXT once. Wednesday nights at 7. NXT is the fucking enemy. And I don't see it any other way.
0: I, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, like, like Vince McMahon literally tried to
1: hate. So, yeah, I mean, you making me choose. So I'm going to choose. Yeah, I mean,
0: I'm not, you know, like, I'm watching AEW, so, you know.
1: I'll do respect to Cody. And, like, anybody want to watch AEW, hey, I will sit down to talk about it, talk to you, tell you about All In, me and the Elite, and all that stuff. But you have to talk about NXT, I'll say, man, man, you can watch it on the network on Thursday.
0: I won't even tell
1: you what time it really come on. If Damn, you ask me. We don't know what time it's. Yeah, yeah, I'm like I'm. I'm busy. I'm busy doing anything but watching NXT on Wednesday night at seven. Because as what? I as I told a friend that asked me why am I so insistent, well if NXT. Let's say next week, this 1.5 million people that are watching wrestling, 1.4 turns on AEW, and like 100 thousand turns on NXT, and NXT just tanks. NXT is still gonna come on the WWE network, and the WWE is not gonna even fucking notice. If AEW's numbers tank, they go out of business. Correct. (laughs) So, as a wrestling fan, you should be supporting AEW. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: And 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 one thing I can say to um, like what Cody was saying, like fans need to get along more. There are a lot of people that if you are an AEW fan, that you will be able to spot who are consistently attacking AEW in bad faith because there's a lot of it out there. Joe Lanza spoke w- spoken at length about the microanalyzation of AEW, which is like baffling. Like, Think about the truck thing. Do you remember that like week yeah. or two? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't even um, know who's
1: on the WWE trucks.
0: Yeah, man. It's like, come on, man. Like, so a lot of this stuff, you know, and and Cody's played into it, too. Of course, he broke the throne. But this is what, like, his fans want. Like, this is what the AEW fans want, because obviously we like and, and even like it's not a thing that we insist they do. Like, if they never took another shot at the WWE again, I would be fine with that, because ultimately, I think, they already stand on their own this is this is something that they do to for a pop it's it's not an essential thing like yeah the promotion wouldn't exist if they didn't say <coughs> fuck wwe like three times a month or something like that it's not like that at all what what, what I think is like yo when when it's not dope the fans will let you know because yeah. there will be a point, like, all right, man, y'all doing it too much. But like, I don't think they, I don't want to say I don't think they do it enough. But I don't think they like. Has Cody done anything like too too bad? Besides breaking the throne, you know, a slick line and a promo or two. But it's like, yeah, that that's that's un- unscripted wrestling. That's wrestling, like. Yeah. Like they're not pretending a whole world doesn't exist. So I'm you know, I don't really like I don't try to tell like like you, Floyd, I don't try to tell people not to watch NXT I'm like, yeah, enjoy it. Cool. Let me know if something's tight on there. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. But ultimately, promotion I like is AEW.
1: See, this is how, I mean, with me, I have Finishell on the Messenger. And yeah, every week. <laughs> every week, I'm watching AEW, he's watching NXT. I'm telling him cool stuff that happens on AEW, he's telling me cool stuff that will happen on NXT. I'm going to watch it when I watch it, and he's going to watch it when he watches it, you know? I, I, you know, he loves NXT, and I'm just like, okay, I get it. I love AEW. <laughs> it's not a big thing. You know, to me, I just it's not like we out here fighting. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, 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 I, and
0: I do think it's a lot more civil than it, it, sometimes it can appear because the, keep in mind, there are a lot of bad faith people that are on. I hate to say this, on both sides, because, yeah. <laughs> to quote the president, but um, there there are a lot of people that, you know, will just zoom in on WWE for literally anything. There are people that will zoom in on AEW for literally anything. But I feel like there are a lot more reasonable-minded people than a lot of people realize necessarily, and there's there's no reason to go, you know, like... <sighs>
1: You can tell find, in 2 seconds who's yeah. actually watching the show. Right. And like just... I'm not
0: about to go out of my way to argue with somebody that has convinced themselves that Chris Jericho is defending the title against Jungle Boy and the whole rating system should be thrown in the trash and they're making like huge long threads about. It. There's no reason for me to engage with that person. Like none because they're clearly like and I think the sooner we can navigate the social media discourse like of who to actually engage with and who not to, I think All the fans will be in a better place, but yeah,
1: because if you follow an account that's like AEW fan thirty four and they got no picture, don't listen to them. They don't represent us. (laughs) They just don't. You know, my name on Twitter is Floyd Johnson, and it is at Floyd Johnson.
0: Rich Ladder. Yes,
1: (laughs) my opinions are mine. (laughs) They're like, you know what? You can go
0: my through my Twitter. My face is on there. Yeah. You might you might run into me over a WrestleMania weekend or something.
1: I exist. Yes. I might yeah. say smart shit, I might say dumb shit, but it's me saying this shit. You know? It's me. I'm standing behind what I'm saying. It's just like these little faceless accounts and they're like, "And people call them AEW fans." And I'm just like, "We'll see what they say, you know, before I you know they'll follow. They'll follow all things elite account. I won't follow back until I know what they're saying, right? Because <laughs> I don't want to be associated with that. Because I don't want people to watch AEW because NXT sucks. I want them to watch AEW because they enjoy AEW. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's very much. I think it's the better wrestling product. I think they're both good wrestling products. I think it's the better wrestling product. So that's the one you should be watching. So that's how I feel. It's like, I'm like, I, I, I know sometimes I might come off unreasonable, but I'm a very reasonable person. I watch it all. I watch pretty much as much wrestling as, I think Jeremy Donovan definitely watches, and Rich, uh, uh, Jeremy and um, uh, Joe Lanza, they both watch more wrestling yeah. than I do. Yeah, has everything. yeah yeah Like yeah. i walk
0: in germany will be watching mlw
1: episodes i'm like yo how, how'd you find the time yes he is hardcore they watch more wrestling than me but i watch a lot of wrestling i'm in that upper <laughs> tier so it's not like i'm just like oh i don't watch wwe or anything like that it's just shit. as i always say my secret shame i have a wwf tattoo so i ain't going nowhere <laughs>
0: That's right.
1: I think I heard you
0: say that before
1: yeah I'm like, I'm like I have the tattoo so it's like but I watch AEW first I think their product is just better it reminds me of wrestling growing up and what I have evolved to as a wrestling fan you know me and WWE yeah. about two three years ago started growing apart like any relationship I started wanting more out of my wrestling yeah <laughs> Yeah, and that's all Same that here. happened. That's all that happened. It's like they have a product that a lot of people enjoy, a lot less people than they used to enjoy it, you know. But <laughs> uh, but they have a lot. Of, they have a they have a product that a lot of people enjoy, and I'm just like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm no just funny. saying, the trends are there. I I need numbers yeah. don't lie. <laughs> yeah. Numbers don't lie. I remember when I was in high school, it was eight million people watching or. It was drawing eight ratings. I don't know if that means Damn. eight million people. It was killing. I'm like, you could not come. You. It was like one of those things I will always say. When I was a senior in high school, you could not come in to the room on Tuesday not watching wrestling. You were spoiled. There was no spoiler alerts. There was nothing. They were talking about wrestling, and it's just – It's not like that anymore. I I, I mean, I get that from my wrestling community, but a lot of people don't even know who the big wrestlers are anymore. I think we can get back to, I think we can get partially back to it being hot again. It's just, you know, people got to watch it. Right. Yep. Stay vigilant. All right. Well, we got a bit more of a preview for next week, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, We got uh, five matches First, we got Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander for the number one contender spot. Uh, I guess that's going to lead to a match versus Rio uh, January 1st in Jacksonville. Uh, what do you think about that matchup?
0: Oh, man, that's a exciting matchup. Um, I, I think Statlander has brought a great new energy into AEW, and uh, being somebody that Looked like they were gonna fall into the WWE that we, you know, AW was able to just yank and put on their roster. Oh, that's a, that's a huge strength uh, for them. And uh, Britt Baker is kind of like the last person that didn't have a match, so that's kind of how I feel like she got up in the rankings. Um, you know, Sheeta took a loss recently, and Miss took a loss, and then you know Britt kind of gets bumped up from that. So I I look for Statlander probably come out with the win here, and then uh, we can move forward with Statlander versus Rio.
1: Absolutely, I think Statlander, I think I think I think is just the call. I don't think singing Baker versus Rio again this early is the call right now. Statlander they've built up. I don't know if you belt her up, but you definitely you definitely put her in a position for the January first show. Yeah. All right. All right. Then we got the Cody Darby Allen versus the Butcher and the Blade. We were just man. talking about that. We don't know yeah. who's gonna win. That we don't game. know who's
0: gonna win. It, yeah. it should be good.
1: It's gonna be a toss up. I mean, I'm gonna go Cody and Darby because I want to see the Cody and Darby match on the first. But mm-hmm. uh, Butcher and the Blade, man, I I'm like, I kind of dig their tag team. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I like I dig. How they work. I dig how yeah. they work. It's very much like yeah. an old school tag team. Then we... uh, I'm going I'm to
0: pick, pick Cody and Derby also.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, then we get Brandy and Kong in action. I don't know what that means. Probably Kong squashing someone. So hey, uh,
0: as long as they cut more hair, uh, yeah. you know, we'll see
1: it. Yes, we, you, you got to get scalped. Uh, yeah. Then we got a big match. Hangman. And Omega versus the Lucha Bros.
0: Yeah, um,
1: this should start the show. I think.
0: Yeah, I I I think you got to pick the Lucha Bros. In this to win. Yeah. Um, Hamman and Kenny, their slow burn continues. This should be. I'm very intrigued. What's gonna happen
1: here? Yeah, we'll see some dissension there. Would be good. Uh, then we got the Young Bucks versus SCU for the Tag Team Titles. Probably gonna be the main event. (sighs) And. I, th- I think Bucks going to the New year of the Tag team champions.
0: I think it's time to belt the bucks, yeah. and I don't say that like saying seU like did a bad job or anything, but it's like, yo, why are we even playing with it? like the bucks should be getting focused on, and I think you build up to whoever's gonna knock them off, and the bucks have done plenty of losing in the lead up to this to where it's like, yo. It's not like a self-push that is inorganic. Um, you can always put the the bu- belts on the Bucks at any time. It's gonna work. They're draws, they have great matches. I always want to see more of the Young Bucks.
1: Yeah, and it's just like they got over the uh, they got over uh, Private Party. Uh, they SCU's over because they're the first Tag Team Champions. Lucha Bros establishes a great tag team. Uh, yeah. They put over they put over uh, Proud and Powerful. They, Look, they've got matches. Their, Yeah, they've got
0: matches with all them, all them yeah. to do. So
1: yeah, they've done their jobs. It's it's time to put the belts on them now, and I think this is a Tony Khan decision because I think the Young Bucks would have probably let it if they go with the titles on them. I think this is yeah. like Tony Tony Khan, like okay, you're getting the titles like a veto type yeah. thing because I don't think the Bucks would have put the belts on themselves for a long time personally. Uh, but yeah, so. So, yeah, it uh, looks like another solid show will probably and Jericho
0: started. and Jungle Boy. Oh, 10 yeah.
1: Challenge. Yeah, it's Jericho and Jungle Boy 10-minute challenge. I don't know why that's not in my notes. I, I talked about it earlier in the show.
0: <laughs> Jericho
1: and Jungle I, Boy 10-minute challenge. Uh,
0: there's so many ways to go with this and they're all good. Like, you can do a 10-minute draw. You can do... You can have Jungle Boy win. You can have someone fuck him out the win.
1: You can have Jericho, like, have him in the walls of Jericho, and maybe he taps More out like yeah, taps out with like three seconds left. You could do it that way, where he almost makes it to ten minutes. Uh, you can do it a lot of different ways, and I'm looking forward to it because I have not seen Jungle Boy wrestle a lot, other than yeah. like I've I, like I don't think he's has he wrestled a singles match.
0: He was in uh, at Fighter Fest. He was in a Fatal Four Way as a single.
1: Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, I was like, but just one on one, what do you got? Uh, Again, Jericho's been great at building stars, so I have no doubt that he's going to make Jungle Boy look amazing. And no. yeah, so I'm looking at, like I'm really looking forward to next week. That's what I like to you know. This is it, it gets my uh, blood boiling. It gets me uh, excited. It makes work a lot longer (laughs) because I'm like, I'm ready for the show. So I'm looking forward to what's happening this week. But yeah, then we're going to have, oh yeah. Uh, Then we got AEW Dark next week. Uh, I tweeted the Dark Matches out. I don't remember what I tweeted, honestly. (laughs) But I did tweet the Dark Matches out. I I remember the main event was uh, Orange Cassidy uh, and the Best Friends. Against a hybrid two and that match was amazing, and Orange Cassidy was so over, so over. But then we got uh yeah so yeah we got that match. It was our main event. We got B Priestley versus Chris Statlander. We got looking forward to that. We got Britt Baker versus Michiko. Michiko is an independent wrestler from Oklahoma, and then we had Private Party versus SCU. So that was all on Dark.
0: Sounds like Dark is loaded. Yeah. Tune in.
1: Yeah, four matches, Dark's loaded. Hey, you, you know, like I said, I, I always tell people that, you know, don't you know necessarily have cable. I always tell them about AEW Dark, and, and that's a way to keep up with the show if you don't have cable. So yeah. definitely, I definitely kick them the link and say, hey, check this out. But that's it, Rich. We did a show together. We finally did it. Yes, and I thank you for being on the show. No uh, doubt, yeah, man. yeah, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, I mean, when you say you wanted to be on the show, I was like, you did? I would have asked you like a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I I was yeah, like, man. Yes, yeah, so I was like, dude. Yes, yeah, so I definitely yeah, appreciate I, it.
0: I, no doubt, man. I love the show. I love AEW. I, you know, been itching to, you know, let it all out all the way. So. Um yeah. Uh, looking forward to another great week of, of AW is probably one of their biggest shows uh of the year coming up in their short history coming up next. Yeah,
1: because in
0: the twenty twenty, you know, this is the, the real test, as, as I've often joked. Is right. it begins now.
1: Yeah, the competition's coming hard next week. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna promote what they're doing, but just saying they're trying <laughs> hard. Uh but and uh so you can follow Rich at richladder thirty two. And at One Nation Radio, right? Yep. One Nation Radio drops on Social Suplex every Sunday night. This show will be dropping out early Sunday morning. So listen to this show and then wait for Rich's show to come out Sunday night. You get double rich. That's all you need in life right there. Look,
0: and and if you check out my show with the dot Chad Matthews, triple rich on Sundays. Triple rich.
1: Unbelievable. It's like Starbucks, and we asked for it to be triple rich. (laughs) (laughs) and then of course make sure you're following at social suplex and at AT elite pod that's the all things elite pod we'll be doing some contests coming up soon just because just get some more participation with questions and things like that so it should be fun so this is that's rich you got anything else rich join the dark order um nah Check, check my youtube channel out yes Check Rich's YouTube channel out. Uh, I will make sure is the link is in the bio. Uh, so for Rich, this is Floyd reminding you whether it's home, work, it's school. Always do your best to be elite.